0: I can see you out there, Kellen.
1: I've talked to like 19 basketball people in three hours. (laughs) Arizona Sports. Our son's mega mind, Kellen Olsen, joining Wolf and Luke to talk about the Phoenix Suns now. All right, Kellen Olsen. I'm just... Everything going on right now, I feel... um, Happy we get to talk a little basketball here. We'll explain at one what we're talking about. But um, Kellen Olsen joining us on the Arizona sports line right now to talk some Suns and also just general NBA because I have some NBA questions. Kellen, what's going on, man?
0: Hey, it's going good. I might sneeze at any second. Do you guys have any tricks for that when you have to sneeze on the air? I don't know what's happening.
1: I think you want to you want to try to inhale a lot of
2: pepper. Doesn't that work? No, I have no idea. Uh, no, I'm just saying, mind I think I'm
0: done. I think I'm good. Yeah, I mind over good.
2: matter. That's what you got to do, yeah. killer. Wolf's advice. Yeah, is- I want it. I want it there. I want the battle. <laughs> Rub some dirt on it, is
1: Wolf's advice. That's beautiful. <laughs> As yeah. usual. Uh, yeah, allergies are great. They should just have a picture of an allergy in the weather report at this uh, this particular time. Kellen, I want to start big picture in the NBA with something that with this new CBA that I get that it's not completely like 100% done yet, but it sounds like it's going to pass. Um one thing i I always kind of laughed at the idea of that now looks like it might become a reality, and the way they're doing it I actually don't hate is the in season tournament. Where do you come out on that
0: i I need to wait and see how it goes to be honest because <clears throat> the the motivation behind it is to have some something in the middle of the season that means something and has stakes and the cash incentive, I believe, that was reported was $500,000 a player. Yeah. So they they hope that that type of incentive uh, will fuel the players to treat the games more seriously beyond just the fact that it'll be counted as a regular season game. I just need to wait and see how it goes, to be honest, because there's going to be like one or good two good games in this tournament where everyone's going to suddenly go, see, this is why it was such a good idea. Look at this great <laughs> basketball game. And it's like, well, any night you can get a really competitive basketball game, so I kind of want to see what it looks like before uh, judging too much one way or the other.
1: Yeah, I'm not <laughs> sure what it's ultimately going to accomplish, but the part that I liked is that they're they're not adding games. Like They're just taking regular season games and making it into the tournament, other than, I guess, the two teams that are in the championship of it have to play one extra game. But we'll see. Um I don't know. I, I, at first, I just thought it was a ridiculous idea, and now I could actually see them making it work.
2: Yeah, there there was another part as well, Killer. Um, another part of the CBA is going to be a second luxury tax level. What do you know about this, Killer?
0: Yeah, guys, this is actually a huge deal for the Suns specifically because basically what has happened in the last five years, the luxury tax has been around for 20-plus years now, and basically what happened is at the start of the luxury tax, teams – started to get into the luxury tax a bit too much. And they quickly learned how much those payments can really ramp up and escalate and just really hurt you uh, fiscally. So we saw luxury tax payments really calm down for about 10 to 15 years. But then, a couple of owners with uh, a a whole lot of money and b a whole lot of money they were willing to spend to increase their chances teams uh, increase their teams chance of winning were willing to spend all this money. We've seen the Clippers with Steve Ballmer and Joe Lake with the Warriors, most notably, including the Brooklyn Nets as well, have these crazy luxury tax payments in the last couple of years, like nothing we've ever seen before. And, and apparently, it was this big deal in the league because we've seen the second luxury tax line kind of line up that. I don't want to use the word punish, but it limits the teams that go into like those nuclear levels of spending above like an extra 40, 50, 60 million dollars above the above the cap, above the payroll. And some of the limitations they're talking about is not being able to sign players on buyouts, not being able to execute trades when you're sending out more money. There's like these little things that slowly add up. And the main thing that I noticed is that. Like, the Kevin Durant trade wouldn't, wouldn't have happened now for, like, three different reasons because of these new issues. Now, it's not a direct uh, response to the Kevin Durant trade, of course, but it's just really bad timing for the Suns, guys, because on the flip side of that, they're going to give a lot of incentives to the teams that are in the lower to middle levels of spending. And that's where we saw the Suns for, like, the entirety of their existence almost, right? And now... We go to this stage with Ishbia, where they're willing to spend money, where he's willing to go into those luxury tax thresholds, and now it might limit them going forward. The key thing to pay attention to is when these get incorporated, it sounded like from Adrian Wojnarowski's reporting that it's going to be slowly doled out over a matter of the following season. So it's not like these um, indictments, or that's the wrong kind of word, but these punishments, like I was saying, would come, limitations would come. Next season, but they're going to come in the next couple of seasons. and It comes to the time where the Suns are going to spend a lot of money because uh, they're trying to win, and they have Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, Chris Paul, DeAndre, Ayton, four guys who make a whole lot of money. Yeah,
1: I'm glad you laid that out the way you did, Kellen, because that that's how it initially read. Was like this isn't the, the Suns are willing to spend all this money, and now the league is essentially saying, "Hey, eh, we don't want you to do that." One more on the CBA because I do think load management is is obviously an issue for the league, and and they are they're trying i guess they're trying to make a eligibility for postseason awards like the all nba team which obviously means money for the players that make that uh, those teams and mvp they're trying to make that mandatory 65 game cutoff now they said right in there there's a bunch of other caveats where they may be able to go under but do you think that does anything as far as load management and if not is there anything they can do
0: I don't know about myself, but it seems like the league sure thinks this will solve some things, right? They think that with this incentive, players are not going to feel as motivated to sit. But this speaks on what I believe is a giant misconception around the sport in general right now and the load management era, is that this is the players making this decision. Like, Sure, sometimes it is the players, but most of the time, guys, it's the teams. The teams are holding out their guys. They have all of this super... Incredible and valuable next-level scientific research, analytics, all this stuff, this medical information that indicates to them that the wear-down effect that these guys go through, and how if he sits for this game and this game and this game, these three games in March, that he's going to increase his whatever by fourteen percent. Like they have all of these crazy numbers that they work through that tell them that there is a added benefit with all of the sports science stuff that has been advanced in the last ten years or so. So it sounds like with this, they, they believe that the players will want to play more and hit that threshold, but at the same time, uh, a good, val- a good valuable example someone brought up recently is last year, Drew Holiday played for four seconds in the last game of the season. He went over, fouled someone, and checked out and was done for the day because he wanted to hit his bonus for a game threshold, <laughs> and he made $300,000 or whatever. So we could see that. We could just see guys with two games left in the year at 63 games just come in for five seconds, so there's this whole – Mess of things that can come with it but if hey if it gets the stars to play more sign me up because i did not see shay gilders alexander play basketball live this person uh live in person this year and that made me frustrated and i could not be looking at nicole Jokic in person yet as well so that there are parts for me as a basketball fan and people attending i'm sure that'll be excited by this
2: so killer how do you expect the phoenix suns to approach these last four games
0: I'm going to echo a lot of what Kevin Durant said today, which is just about them building habits and trying to continue to tighten up really little things. And the thing that Kevin said today that I thought was really poignant is just like basketball simple, like stop fouling, grab rebounds, box out. Like there's a lot of really simple stuff that you can do to improve yourself as a team. And specifically for them in the last couple of games, offensive rebounding has been an issue. And then fouling has been more of an issue all season. But that's something that they can correct over these next four games. Tonight's a weird one because the Suns are favored by 19 points. And I think that the numbers that I was looking at earlier today, it's like one of the 25 or 30 times in the last 20 years that a team has been favored by that much in a game. So it it should be pretty out of hand tonight, but hopefully they can find some useful reps within that. I think that the fact that Durant's just out there playing, and more importantly, he's getting time on that ankle and getting time on his minutes here to just – make himself get to the point where he's going to be ready for the playoff load because that's the interesting thing about the timing of his injury is that you want to get him off a minutes restriction. Sure. But we're going to be looking at him playing 40 plus minutes, not in every game this postseason, but certainly the majority of them when we get to games five, six and seven, like he's going to be in the low to mid forties. So He's got to get that going, and that's something that he's going to be able to do here in these last four games.
1: Yeah, talking to Kellen Olson, uh, you know, after the game tonight, they potentially, but before they hit the floor on Thursday, could have the four seed locked up. It's not just the back to back on Thursday, Friday, Kellen. It's the fact that they play three games and four nights to end the regular season. Now, they get basically a week off after that before their playoffs start, but you have any indication on how they may handle either minutes or, you know, games for guys like KD and Booker and Paul there?
0: I don't, but I will say it's a sneaky three games in four days because that Sunday game's at 1230. That's a matinee game as well. So it's almost, you can look at it like three games in three and a half days almost. So I can't possibly imagine that they're going to play everyone for all three of those games just with the timing of the schedule specifically, looking at that and having that in mind. And, And the good news is, guys, they had such a great weekend from a tiebreaker scenario and from a standing scenario where if they win tonight, they should just be able to do whatever they want with these last three games, and they should just be set at the four seed and, and moving from there and just seeing who they're going to play uh, in the first round.
2: Does it break your heart that the Mavericks are 3-10 and 10 in their last 13?
0: <laughs> uh, a, a little bit, Wolf, because I like to see the best players on the biggest stage. And ah. It's going to be a bummer that Luka Doncic and Kyrie Irving might not even be in the play, and I bet you didn't expect that answer. but I did I'm seeing see the best basketball. Yeah. I want to see the best basketball, and if you're going to tell me that it's better for the sport and, and for the Western Conference and just like us as basketball fans to not watch Luka and Kyrie on that kind of stage, I would disagree with you. See, I, well, You know what, I will disagree
2: bad. with you because I can't stand the way he approaches competing. I, don't, I can't stand it, trying to trick everybody, trying to flop That's his true. way. I, I can't stand that approach. I don't. I don't like it. I don't enjoy it at you all.
0: Just called, you just got called for a blocking foul, Wolf. I apologize. Sorry about saying. that.
1: Well, now you get to watch Josh Giddy and Jalen Williams and Jalen Williams and Jalen Williams, Williams on Oklahoma City. Kellen, great stuff, man. Thank you for the time, as always. Yep, thanks, guys.